It is time for Swinging Both Ways, our cricketing segment proudly brought to you by PGG Rights and Turf Key Suppliers to New Zealand Cricket Grounds. We're really appreciative of their support of the segment over the summer. Uh, I think it's our last show uh, with PGG Rights and Turf because, hey, we're into April now. Uh, but PGG Rights and Surf premium supplies of turf seed and maintenance products to New Zealand cricket grounds across New Zealand. Now, Grant, I'm going to go down one of those rabbit holes you hate, um, sort of diagnosing our injuries before. But based around that, not, it was not a good sight. So you're going to diagnose No, I'm injury. not going to diagnose him. But, Thank you know, goodness. There, there is always a risk. There's always a risk of injury um, at any stage. If, if we are to lose um, one player, is he the most important New Zealand one-day cricketer at the moment? Um, you know what? He's up there as one of the most important. Like, I don't believe in just one player. I think that, you know, everything is about partnerships. Um, everything is about, you know, the team as a whole. You know, we've lost Trent Bolt, um, although you suggest that maybe we haven't for the World Cup. I just, I just but, don't know why we put a line through him. Yeah. So, well, let's say, you know, for, for the summer we have lost Trent Bolt. He hasn't played. But I do always think it's like, you know, your best salesperson. Everyone goes, oh, we can't lose your best salesperson. Can't, you know, and they might be, um, you know, someone that you just think runs the team. When you lose that top salesperson, everyone raises their game by 10% or 20%. And suddenly someone like Matt Henry, mm-hmm. who's had an outstanding season, geez, he's looked good. Like and I reason I reckon the reason why Matt Henry is bowling so well now is because he doesn't go to the game thinking, "Am I going to be benched or not?" He goes, "I know I'm playing. I'm one of the frontline players." And geez, bowled well. Oh, that Test match that they played at um, at the Basin that I was commentating, you ask Hawkeye to present their the pitch map of the bowlers. You say, "Oh, can you give me Henry's spell of seven overs and just show me the pitch map?" He's just so consistent. The line that he bowled, he just changed up his length, and the line that he bowled was so consistent. He's just had a rhythm, and he's got a confidence in him that has reaped the, the rewards. And once again yesterday, you know, uh, he had an opening spell where, uh, you know, he, he knocked the, the top of the Sri Lankans. He's an excellent one-day bowler, has been for a very long time, and was the leading wicket taker over the last two years. When the conditions are good. Up. 21 wickets in 12 games, an average of 21. Southies next with 20 wickets in 11 games at 23. Oh, and some guy, Trent Bolt, averaging three wickets a game in six games, 18 wickets at 12. Uh, I'm trying to find... Oh, no, for argument's sake, is Trent Bolt our most important one-day cricketer? I, no. I could argue that. Couldn't I? <laughs> could I not? Yeah, I mean, listen, he... You wouldn't pick him, though. You, you're, you're worried about this thing called setting a precedent. Well, I think that now... But that... what about what we fans want, which is your organisation, Grant Elliott, to pick the best players and give us the best chance of winning a marquee tournament that is the World Cup? Surely players underneath would understand, for a tournament like that, we'll, we'll pick whoever is available. They're... But for, for test series at home, in between... Cricket, cricket is a game that is played by the collective and there's a lot of players that are put in a lot of hard yards leading up to the World Cup and those players will miss out if you pick someone that's been mm. playing in Dubai and choosing, you know, mercenary cricket over their oh. country. <laughs> Who, are you Team Grant or Team Daniel? Listeners, do you pick Bolt or not? You're not picking him. Like, it's like saying to someone, Hey, listen, everyone, you have to come into the office if you want to be paid. But you know what? 
Um, Stephen over there, you don't have to come into the office. You just come in whenever you want. Is James Nation playing this T20 series? He is. All oh, right, so there's a precedent. Now, that's interesting. That's a precedent, isn't it? That's re- Yes. So they're is, picking him up. Well, that's the first time it's been done now. So are they setting us up for the fact that, oh, well, Nisham's been picked, so, you know, Bolt can be picked for the World Cup? I don't know. Let's put it to the people, the most important, the most important group out there, the fans. Double eight, double three. Your, your team, Daniel, A, you're picking Trent Bolt or your Grant. It's not worried, that, you're worried about the collective and hurting people's feelings. Yeah, it's not that I, I don't want to select him. I just go, well, there, there's rules in place. Now, New Zealand cricket should change those rules and give someone a retainer so that they can actually so Trent Bolt is still contracted to New Zealand cricket which means that we're, we're you know mapping out his strength and conditioning program we're making sure he checks in with the coaches he's doing the skill work necessary and he's available for selection that's what should happen but it's either black or white at the moment it's like either you're contracted or you're not yeah. and that's where the issue lies introduce our special guest here on Swinging Both Ways on SCNZ in association with PGG Rights. And well, we have got uh, Dave Mayring, and I hope I've said that right, uh, Dave, um, from Central Districts. And from what I understand, Dave, you're head of High Performance and Pathways. Great to have you on the show, Dave. Yeah. Thanks, Grant. Yeah, uh, head of High Performance and um, came up through the Pathway system, but looking after the, the stags and the hinds now, which is great. Oh, brilliant. And it's been a, an excellent week, uh, especially when when silverware. Central Districts, Canterbury, I'm talking about the full trophy final and CD getting up by six wickets. Um, you know, how much joy did you see uh, across your players' faces as, uh, you know, they lifted what they uh, hope, what, the, the first of a couple bits of silverware? Yeah, well, we would like to think it's the first of a couple, but um, no, taking nothing away from uh, what's ahead this week to, to win the, the full trophy the other day was, really special. It's been a trying season for the guys and um, I know a number of them were, were really keen to I guess show everyone what they can do and um, to go out there and win that trophy was, was really rewarding for the, the hard work that they've put in over the last couple of months. Dave, one of the things I want to ask you in the position that you're in is there was a lot of I guess negativity from um, the fans and I guess the cricket tragics that looked at our, our test team and said oh there's no one under 30 in the team. Now, I personally see that as a positive, but do you think that we lack lacking um, a bit of talent under uh, from a, that 20 to 30 range at the moment? Um, no, I don't believe so. I think it's probably more a sign of the times at the moment. The, um, the test team's probably been quite settled for a little while. I know there's some changeover at the moment with um, players retiring and those sorts of things. We're moving into the T20 game, but... I, I don't think there's a lack of talent or depth. I think that there's guys there ready to take those opportunities. And, um, yeah, they may need to be given a little bit of leeway and a few tests um, if they do make their debut or come into the side. But, no, I don't believe there's a lack of depth in New Zealand cricket or in domestic cricket. I think there's more than uh, enough people there to fill spots should they become available. What, what is the mindset as far as selecting, say, a Plunkett Shield side? Uh, at first... If- foremost in the eyes of the association, is to win a game? Is that the priority? Or do you feel it's incumbent to maybe leave out someone in their mid-30s in favour of giving giving a youngster a go, even if you feel uh, the mid-30s player might be more productive for that game? Is there much uh, of a balancing act, or, or is it all about wins and losses? No, it certainly is. It's a balancing act. Um, you know, 
winning the the Plunkett Shield's not uh, one of our KPIs or something that we strive to do first and foremost. Obviously, we are there trying to win games of cricket, and if that means that we we win the Plunkett Shield at the end of the season, that's great. But first and foremost, it's about um, us providing players up into the Black Cat system. So we realise that if we do that job well, um, that's going to provide opportunities for players underneath. And subsequently, that may mean that we have a slightly weaker team, which doesn't raise the shield at the end of the year. But it's a balancing act. I mean, we've got uh, Greg Hay, our captain, who's uh, 38. Um, so, you know, he's certainly uh, no spring chicken. But at the same time, we realise the value that he brings to that squad and providing experience to the team and to younger players. Um, but, you know, look at it this week, we've got Curtis Heafy, who's 20, uh, Will Clark, who's 21. Um, so there's a real mixture in amongst our group and, and most of the teams amongst the domestic competition. Just Dave, Sorry, Grant, go ahead. Uh, Dave, I, I want to ask you about Josh Clarkson. I mean, he had a amazing innings to get you guys over the line when you won the Ford Trophy against Canterbury. I mean, you know, 100 of 70 balls and 3 for 40 and yeah, what a game. 10 overs. I know that he is a player of immense talent. Like He hits the ball a long way. Um, is there anything special that you guys are doing? Because even when I was playing for Firebirds, I always sort of felt that Central Districts kind of had this pool of really talented players. Is there anything that you think that you're doing differently, either in the community game or um, anything that really adds to you with this, uh, this pathway of players that have been coming through, especially batters coming through into New Zealand? Um, it's a good question. I think, um, and I don't mean any disrespect to the coaches that came before him, but Rob Walter over the last 18 months was a massive influence into our playing group. Um, he brought, uh, you know, a level of accountability to the guys and made sure that they were training hard, but also probably changed their mindset, um, allowed them to go out there and probably play slightly freer than they have done previously to sort of think attack first and defense second. Um, and for, for guys like Tom Bruce and Josh Clarkson in particular, um, that's, that's, I think, played a massive part in their success over the last couple of seasons. Um, and both of those guys, along with you know Will Young, uh, Blair Tickner, um, Dane Cleaver, a, we've got a really good depth of group at the moment that are, have played a lot of domestic cricket and are starting to show their wares. And uh, that works well, one, for us, but also we hope that they're pushing their, their name forward for, for, for higher honours as well. Tell us about a little bit more about Tom Bruce. This 31 years young is leading the New Zealand A side against Australia A, weather permitting. I think there's a ground delay to start that uh, series, two-match series. Uh, he's a guy I think maybe a lot of Black Caps fans might remember coming into the T20 side. I think it was at the time Ross Taylor was dropping out, so it was quite a so it's sort of a hotbed topic. But this is a guy who's got a first-class record of near on 50. Uh, and I, I, I don't think people really have paid particular attention to what he's done in the first-class arena. Um, you know, how important to your setup is he? Um, yeah, he's hugely influential. He captains our white ball format um, and then obviously does the job if Greg Kay's not there in the, the Plunkett Shield as well. But, I mean, Tom's gone to another level over the last couple of seasons. His record sort of speaks alone for um, what the hard work he's put in, but also probably the change in mindset he's had around his Red Bull game. I think previously he really strove for white ball opportunities with the Black Caps, wanted to play T20s and, and one day internationals if they came about. But I think if you spoke to him now, the age he's at, um, the understanding he's got of the way he's going about it, if uh, if you asked him what he thought he was going to be best suited to in the international arena, it probably would be test cricket. Um, mm. And that's something that we're working really hard with him to, to keep developing. Um, 
you know, we feel as though there's opportunities that may arise uh, in the next couple of seasons, and we hope that Tom's still in, uh, I guess, the selector's thoughts. Um, yeah, he's not under 30, but I think he could do a really good job for three or four years at test level while uh, maybe some others underneath keep pr- developing their game in the domestic arena. Dave, one other thing uh, that I'm, uh, I'm massive on with, with high performance is, you know, I sat next to AJ's Patel during the Helberg Awards and he was nominated for, you know, performance of the year for his 10 wickets in India. Um, spent a lot of time with Adam Milne, who I now know is a Wellington, Good Wellington boy now. Wellington well, yeah. boy, yeah. Wellington through and through. <laughs> uh, but obviously came up through the ranks of CD. Um, and Tom Bruce, who, you know, I played uh, Weybridge Club, so did he. I've got to know him over the years. Just such a, a solid human and, and good head on his shoulders. How important is it with high performance and also to those parents listening to us this morning to actually just grow the person as a, a person, a character um, that has self-esteem um, and has a, a really good level head on their shoulders? How important is that um, when, when you look at a high-performing sports person? It's more about the character of the person than what they produce on the field. Yeah, without doubt. I think it's that last sort of 10, 15 percent. Um, you know, if someone has taken the time to understand who they are, um, want to commit to themselves, but also to the people around them, um, it's only going to benefit them in the long run. Um, similarly to, well, for me anyway, to, to play in different sports as you grow up as well, I don't think specialisation at a young age is something that ultimately provides someone with a well-rounded view of what they're trying to achieve. So, um, we look at our system, whether it's our pathways, which sort of begin at under 17 or through into the stags and the hind setups that we don't just want to make them better cricketers, we want to make them better people and um, it's on our, ourselves but also the players to, to, to achieve that um, and ultimately whether they achieve the goals that they want to in cricket um, that they feel as though they've come across or come out of it a better person at the end of it. Dave, lastly, um, it's been great having you on the show and hearing your insights. I mean, you're in the thick of it and I guess the pathways, high performance, but also quite closely in touch with um, the major associations and those first-class teams, professional players. But with no Gavin Larson at the moment, no selector. He's um, he's moving on. He's still in New Zealand though, isn't he? Yeah, he may be. I think he's he's off to uh, Birmingham to be director of cricket. How does, how does that work? Because I would think that the selector feeds into the likes of you and the MA coaches to then decide on squad of players and succession planning of, you know, who's going to replace Tom Latham in, you know, X amount of years. And, you know, once, let's say, Ross Taylor was, was finished, who's going to come in and see him? So does the selector feed into to the likes of what you do? And um, how's that going to go uh, moving forward without a selector? So previously with uh, Gav, it was him connecting with the MA head coaches. Um, so he'd speak to them, obviously let them know who's been selected for a tour or a series um, that would allow the coaches to then query or ask questions as to where other players sit or why maybe they're not selected. Um, and that's sort of been the, the direct channel from New Zealand cricket into the MAs. Um, I've had a unique experience since Rob left where I've become that port of call and I've really enjoyed having those conversations with Gavin, even up to uh, the series um, teams that were just announced the other day for Sri Lanka and Pakistan. Gav was still that person. So in terms of what that looks like um, with Gav moving over to the UK, I'm not too sure. But uh, I'd imagine the the direct link will be through the head coaches still. And 
um, they'll be the ones that drive a lot of it. And then it's up to us to put systems in place to allow the players to develop the necessary skills or um, if we feel as though they have those already and maybe have a difference of opinion to, to keep pushing that with the selection group um, or Gary Stead himself, he's always welcome to take a call and um, yeah, just make sure that we're getting good information back to our players to help develop them. Dave, really appreciate your time. Just uh, remind us as we wind this up, you know, weather permitting, um, I understand there's also a delay at Saxon Oval for your last Plunkett Shield game against Auckland Aces. It's the last game of the season. Um, what do you need to do um, for those who don't understand the point system of the Plunkett Shield to, to eclipse um, Canterbury at the top? My understanding is we need 15 points. So um, essentially an outright and three bonus points. The, the maximum amount of points you can get from a game is 20. So 15 of a possible 20 will allow us to top the table. So that's what we're striving for. And um, we've obviously without a few players that so are Auckland with the NZA games going on as well as the Black Cap Tour. But um, it's a great opportunity for our guys. And we hope that uh, they can get the job done and the sun comes out and we get at least three and a half days of cricket. Exactly. You're going to have to do it the hard way, but it will make it all the more sweeter if you do get those 15 points you talk about. Thanks so much for your time and well done this year. Thanks a lot, Dave. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Our pleasure, Dave Merring, the uh, high performance uh, in at uh, Central Districts Cricket. 15 point. You played a lot of Plunkett Shield and probably understand the point system better than I do, the bonus points. Yeah, well... You were captain in that competition. His first innings points. I was like one of those captains that always asked the umpire, like, what time is tea? I'm like, come on, you've been playing for 10 years. How do you not know that it's, you know, 20 to 3, whatever it was? Um, I always I always struggle when I'm commentating as well because I go... Oh, the laws oh, of the game. Oh, no, there's rules. Oh, it's the, uh, like, the, the it's a bit I, of a panic. The, and I feel I like always, I have to be the authority on it. The one I always freak about is the extra hour of play. Yeah, if there's been a rain delay, can you actually? Is it now? But there's an extra half an hour. Can the lights go on? Like, oh, there's just so many. At least it's not like scrummages and and rucks. Anyone criticising us? I I dare you, um, after the show's completed, to go um, download the the test playing, test cricket (laughs) match playing conditions, and um, then you need a lawyer to understand them. Yeah, just a legal document. They're so hard to read. Maybe that's what you need on hand as a commentator. Just to be able to text them and go, hey, I, I legally, don't. what can I say here? I'd download it. It's always available to me. It still makes no sense no. when I read it. Uh, thanks so much, Dave. Yeah, um, we've got uh, the New Zealand A game, which I'm really looking forward to. Um, well, that's that's who I, I didn't want to say to Dave that, you know, he was he was my not my third choice. But, um, yeah, I tried to phone Tom Bruce, and he was like, oh, I'm at the A game. Now I found AJ's Patel. He's like, I'm also at the A game. I was so curious. Maybe we can speak to Tom in the off-season. I just want to know what has happened. Like, 1,563 runs in the Plunkett Shield over the last two summers at 97. And he's an impressive he individual is. as well. He like, really is. That's why, I mean, I've, I've really looked at Ratchan Ravindra, and I've thrown it on the line and said he's the most talented youngster we've got in New Zealand. I said that two years ago before we played for New Zealand. Mm-hmm. And he hasn't quite lived up to the hype yet, or my hype, but because he's got such a good head on his shoulders, and Tom Bruce is the same, you meet him and you speak to him and you're like, wow, he's a really impressive individual. Yeah. And, thir- and, and for those at home who don't like over 30, 31's not old. No. 31 is not old. It's not old. You can't pick him. You can't pick him. We're on air. We're on air now. Oh, okay. Can we stop Sorry. fighting? Why okay? do you always fight with me in the Because breaks? it's fun. 
It's not a fight. It's just a difference of opinion. Don't be so thin-skinned. No, I like that, though. I like we have a difference of opinion. I want to hear a difference of opinion. Well, all these these people have a difference of opinion to you, Grant Elliott. They're all in agreement with me. Okay. Uh, Let's get to some of your text messages. Um, Were you Team Daniel or Team Grant? I'm picking Trent Bolt. Grant is not. Um, That's for a World Cup. It's not that I'm not. We're hypothetically speaking. Um... Kane Williamson is the most important player. He anchors the team collectively so other players can play their own game. As for Trent Bolt, he needs to be picked for the World class, uh, World Cup. He is class. And as for a precedent, he has already, as has already been said, the Nisham scenario has changed that move on. Uh, someone writes here, Team Daniel, if Trent Bolt is a mercenary cricketer, so are the seven or eight current black caps that are in India instead of playing Sri Lanka. Writes Jason. Very interesting point, that. I mentioned that to cricketers. They don't like to hear they're things still like con- that. They're still contracted to New Zealand cricket. So. <laughs> Team Daniel all day. By the way, Williamson is available for the World Cup. Didn't look didn't look like a good injury this morning. Oh, someone's or, assessing injuries. Is no, that one of my pet? <laughs> no injury. He hasn't assessed. No injury is good. No. We don't know. We, no. we just throw out the question. But I want to speak about Jason. I'm going to point this pen at you as well. Oh! Because Have you seen Grant this grumpy, Ben Francis? Because, Jason, I appreciate your text message. Thank you very much. But to I'm going to have away. to oppose it because the problem with it is, is that the six or seven players that have gone to the IPL are not mercenary cricketers because they are still signed to play for New Zealand cricket. They haven't turned down a New Zealand cricket contract. Yeah, but New Zealand cricket is has bent over backwards for you. And guess who suffers? Colin de We Grumpo. the fans. Yeah. So Guptill, Colin de Grandhome, um, and Trent Bolt turned down a New Zealand cricket contract. Now, unfortunately, in a New Zealand cricket contract, that means that you are pledging allegiance to New Zealand cricket. So they're not your employer anymore. Your employer is Mumbai Indians and Rajasthan Royals and whoever it is. Um, but they're still available to be picked. But they can say, yeah, I'm still available. Yeah. But he's, a, he's an insider, peeps. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm all about you, the people. Can I say fans? Can I? Get I, I I'm just after your interest, fans. I just care about you, yeah. I don't and like I want that. you to enjoy the best side possible. And that means picking the best fifteen players. And that means some difficult selection decisions might be actually had to ha- be made to play your best eleven on the day. And some people's feelings might get hurt. But okay. we, the fans, will be looked after, Grant. Okay, we're I'm the ones who pay all the bro- We pay our subscriptions. Notice some have gone up quite substantially recently. We're the ones that turn up to the ground and pay the money. We're the ones that buy apparel. And we're often the ones thought about last. I know that's an emotional speech and it's hard to get It is. From. I haven't seen you so emotional. But what I will say is the team dynamics of it, right? So this is the pressure that Gary Stead and Tim Southey and Kane Williamson are under, is that You've got a player that says, okay, well, I don't want a New Zealand cricket contract. I'm going to go and play in the, the Dubai League and you know IPL, which is fine because they all play in the IPL, but I'm, I'm choosing nine months of the year that I just want to do whatever I want to do. Fair enough. Like, you know, Bolt, he earns the right to do that. But you, what you don't earn the right to do, and that was the same with A.B. de Villiers, is suddenly before a World Cup go, I'm available now. Yeah, and, um, and, I, and you know what? I hope, I hope he's made it very clear to him that that's what he wants, and he has done that months ago. From the start. If he hasn't, I, I would encourage him to pick up the phone and call. That. You were so right about the Davilius one. That's a really good comparison. Yeah. That was just so messy and, and poorly 
poorly handled no. by a, a phenomenal talent. Just like let everyone know, let the fans know where we yeah. stand with all of this because I tell you who will be benched then is it, it will be Matt Henry because Matt Henry will miss out because Matt Henry has missed out we were picking for the, the last three years. He always got benched. You'd have Bolt, Southey, um, Ferguson, um, and you know maybe the two all-rounders. And he always missed out. So yeah. someone who's slogged his guts out in Pakistan and India and played in all these test matches and has done extremely well, suddenly you have, have to tap him on the shoulder and say, sorry, Hennis, you're out. He's not in that team. That's yeah. been written He's down in front of team. you. He's in my team. He is in your team. But that's with everyone available. But I mean, Let's ra- wrap up this really interesting PGG rights and um, turf uh, inspired swinging both ways. It's been a robust one. A good way to end the season. Morning, guys. Great listening to Dave Mearing talk about CD and Tom Bruce's outstanding performance. CD have another one in the women's game, uh, like Tom, who continually bangs the door down with great performances with the bat season after season and gets looked past for the White Ferns selection. Natalie Dodd may be an opportunity to overhaul the whole selection process for Black Caps and White Ferns now, given Larson has moved on. Have a great weekend. Cheers, Dean. Appreciate your text, uh, Dean. Appreciate uh, everyone's correspondence, uh, not only in this little segment, but always on the uh, show. Uh, that was uh, Swinging Both Ways with PGG Rights and Turf. Premium suppliers of turf seed and maintenance products to New Zealand cricket grounds across the country.